0: You have all made it to the dance. You have all made it, made it, made it. Coming to you from the X -X Access. It's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the John of All Trades podcast, episode three thirty eight your host, John X. Thank you for joining us. Glad to have you back once again. And on this week's show, dogs. I feel a little like Lizzo doing that. Dogs. 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 Make a girl go crazy. That's a terrible Lizzo impression. What a weird way to start this show. But I've got Bruce Lambert, and he is the owner of Dog House Denver. And I know him because I drop off my dog, this big, dumb Bernese Mountain Dog that we have named Bertie, at his shop probably once or twice a week, and she loves it. She absolutely loves it. She is pulling on the leash to get in there as fast as she possibly can. It's literally the hardest I've ever felt her pull for anything in her entire life. It's crazy. Again, my girl go crazy. And in fact, after I did this interview, because I went on a day they were closed, they were doing a deep clean, and so I sat down with him. It was very quiet. It was nice. He showed me around the facility. It's really, really cool. And when I came back, she smells me and she smells my bag. And she's like, wait a minute, where were you? Well, I I know the smell. What is this? Damn it. You went to this without me. Why would you go without me? This is my place. This is my daycare. This is where I want to go. Seriously. I got like the inquisition as much as a dog can give you an inquisition. She was giving it to me. So if that is not an endorsement of this business, I don't know what is because literally my dog goes nuts for it on this week's show. Bruce is goodly enough to share with me how he came to found this business. He has a history in dog daycare. That was not his original plan, though. So I always love people's entrepreneurial journey. As you well know, this is episode 338 of me talking to creators, business owners, and all sorts of people who love what they do. So how did he come to do this? What did he learn along the way? What were the challenges? What were the setbacks? COVID certainly in there. I mean, I think that's going to be part of our stories now for the rest of our lives. But more importantly, we talk about the joys. Bruce has said this has been overwhelming for him. And after listening to him talk, I believe it. People in this town are crazy for their dogs. He's got a great service that clearly my dog loves. I would expect that to be reflected across the vast majority of their clientele. It's a terrific story. He also shares with me. Literally, my dog is walking in right now as I'm recording this intro. Birdie, lay down. Seriously, she must know I'm talking about this place. Thank God she's going there tomorrow. But Bruce also shares some of the funnier stuff, the weirdest story he's encountered. And I guarantee you, you're probably not ready for it. Maybe if you've had a puppy before, you're ready for it. But that's near the end of this episode. That's something you'll enjoy. All right, quickly, a couple of plugs. Once again, down to twice a month here on John of All Trades. So thank you for understanding that. A lot of my attention has been in launching Happy Friday, Denver. It's a great, great podcast. We have like four shows under our belt. And man, what a thrill to put that together. Just good vibes from the week, cool stuff upcoming, and good times with my co-hosts, Kevin and Art. You know them from the Discussion Combustion podcast. Be sure to follow that on social. That's Happy Friday Den on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can email the show if you have ideas for stories, something we should cover, something we should talk about. Happy Friday Denver at gmail.com. Now, then, let's get to episode 338 of the John of All Trades podcast. It's with Bruce Lambert, the founder of Doghouse Denver. It's a fantastic business. It's right in my hood. You're going to love it. And it starts right now.
1: You know, starting to build up back there, just hair and urine stains. <laughs> so it needed to be done. Hope to do it once a quarter, every three months or so. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is the first time we've done it since we opened. When did you open? February.
0: February. Okay. So, wow. Uh, that is that is a. Sh- you haven't been open
1: long, but it feels like every
0: time I come in here, it's pretty well trafficked.
1: Yes. Definitely getting a lot more demand than I had anticipated, which is good. (laughs) Definitely a good problem to have. Of the problems to have, that seems like the one to have. Yeah. Yes. Um, It's hard to keep up, to be honest with you, though. It gets pretty stressful and a lot of new dogs coming in that we don't know. So, yeah, we're (laughs)
0: adjusting on the fly and we're having fun. All right. So this is Bruce Lambert. He is the owner of Doghouse. We are sitting here in Doghouse while you do a deep clean. So one of the rare days where I, I... walk in here and there's not like a cacophony Mm -hmm. of dogs barking from beyond this wall that that you'll see in the photo so it's kind of interesting to just be in here when it's quiet yes um so uh tell me a little bit man um Mm -hmm. we saw this going in because we live in the neighborhood so this is east colfax we're at approximately what colfax and elm
1: yes okay Probably the nearest cross street about a mile east of colorado and colfax
0: yeah yeah so um (laughs) We saw this going up, and we didn't even have a dog at the time, Uh, or maybe we did. I don't know. How long was the process from idea to manifestation? Oh,
1: wow. Idea happened probably 2019. Okay, Um, so pre-pandemic. Yes. Signed the lease on this spot in December of 2020. Okay. Oh, Um, no. (laughs) Yeah, so it took about 15 months of build-out to get open. Worth the wait, though. How much did COVID disrupt the build-out? I don't want to blame COVID entirely. It definitely had an effect as far as, you know, contractors. Um, The supply chain shortage was real. Oh, God, Um, yeah. COVID definitely had something to do with that. But, no, it was more so zoning issues, dealing with the city, things that I didn't really anticipate (laughs) um, and that were completely out of my control. So, you know, it was frustrating, but it kind of got to a point where I got used to it. And, like I said, worth the wait.
0: Okay. So... I want to talk about the origin of the idea and maybe what you were doing before, but before Mm -hmm. we do that, when you opened your doors, when you said, we're going to launch on this date in -hmm. February, how many dogs showed up that day? I
1: think we had about 15. 15 dogs on the first day? Mm -hmm. A lot of friends and family, Okay. mostly. Do you live in the area? I live City Park West. Okay, so so close. not too far. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I walked here today. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. All right.
0: Um, Well, I mean, it's beautiful today. It's Mm -hmm. one of those great late September days. So 15 dogs on the first day, and then on a typical day, how many dogs are here?
1: Right now, we're capping at about 60, 65. 60? Jesus. Um, definitely have more demand than that. We could probably be doing 75, 80. It's just a matter <laughs> of staffing. So we actually did recently hire two new crew members. Jeez. Um, so we'll have the ability to do about 75 to 90 dogs. We'll just kind of see what that looks like when we have that many back there. So, wow. Exciting.
0: Well, dude, so... To open with 15 dogs, how quickly was the ramp up? Like, and, and how did you get the word out? Like, what, what was your sort of plan for, like, getting yourself up to capacity?
1: Well, I've had, you know, been working in the industry for a better part of a decade. Okay. Um, so I had a lot of established clients that trusted me already. So they were already waiting for me to open. Okay, um, good. And then it, from there, it was just kind of word of mouth. We're in a great location, too. So people driving by yeah. um, didn't really do much marketing. We uh, did some print ads, but mostly it's been social media and, you know, just showcasing the facility. Okay. Um, Word of mouth is big in this industry. I'll bet. And uh, Google reviews, so. Okay,
0: so you said you've been in the industry for, like, a decade, right? Mm -hmm. In what capacity?
1: So I started off as a dog handler at a doggy daycare here in Denver. Um, Okay. Just kind of stumbled into it, honestly. Had recently... Gotten my dog. Kind of dog is that? Australian Shepherd.
0: Okay. Oh, that's a lot of energy, isn't it?
1: Oh yeah. He's almost (laughs) nine, and he still acts like he's two. (laughs) He's a crazy boy. (laughs) His name's Jeter. Big Yankee fan.
0: Oh Um, wow. Okay. Wow. So Aaron Judge, right now, man. Yes. Um, Exciting time. Yeah. Sixty-one. I saw that. It was. um, It was like sixty-one years after Roger Maris, Mm -hmm. and like there's there's a bunch of crazy sixty-one like.
1: Sixty-one in sixty-one. Right. Um, 61 years later, Aaron Judge did it. Number 99 for the Yankees, Roger Maris, number nine, both right fielders. Oh, Jesus. So a lot of weird conspiracy theory, JFK, Abe Lincoln stuff going on there.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, Lincoln's uh, Secretary of <laughs> Kennedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As someone who is not a Yankee fan, and the Yankees take a lot of heat because they're an easy target. Yes. But Aaron Judge seems like one of those guys where – He's like undeniable. He just seems like such a cool guy. If
1: there was one guy for this to happen to, it's, it's him. Yeah. just You know, he plays the game the right way. He's the great person for New York. Larger than life, literally. Yeah. You, so. th-
0: you think the Yankees are going to pay him? I hope so. Yeah. They better. They, well, they, they kind of lowballed him. <laughs> yeah. I so. mean, you
1: got to, but after this season he's had, yeah. you know, give him what he wants. Please. (laughs) Speaking as a fan. Yes.
0: Okay. So you've got your dog Jeter. Uh, Mm -hmm. You started as a handler at a doggy daycare here. Mm -hmm. Take me through more of that journey.
1: Yeah. So just needed kind of a part-time job. Thought it was going to be temporary. Got connected with a great facility, a great owner. Her name is Melissa. I want to give her a shout out. Sounded like a fun job. I could bring my dog to work. (laughs) So So applied. Um, Started working there. I think it was June 2014, somewhere around there. Okay, Um, And instantly just loved it. Felt like it was something I was good at, um, so I, you know, committed to that job for the near future, um, started working at other positions, boarding, reception, um, worked my way up to a management level there, and just loved all aspects of it, learning about the business and just, you know, working with clients and their dogs. It's been a passion that I didn't know I had. Um, I've always had dogs, but never really thought to work with them, especially in this industry, but fell into it and have loved it ever since.
0: Okay. So you said you needed kind of a temp job. Yeah. What, what was the original plan?
1: Stay there for three months. No, um, but I
0: mean, like, what, what did you have your eye on doing?
1: So I went to school for sports management Okay. Here, in Met, here at Metro State. Are you from here? I am.
0: Yeah, where'd you grow up? Colorado Springs. Okay, so I grew up in Golden. Okay. So, I, and so my wife, you know, so we bring in Birdie here all the time, uh-huh. um, and you see her. She's from Douglas County. Mm. So, like, just up the road from you, she went to Douglas County High School. A couple unicorns, <laughs> Colorado natives. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And we made two more natives, so we have two kids. Nice. And so, yeah. Nice. Um, we're, we're a dying breed. But, um, for sure. <laughs> so, okay. So, you went to school for sports management. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was the plan for that? Like, if, if you saw that plan through, mm-hmm. what would that have been?
1: So, I got a job in event services for the Rockies. <laughs> Ticket taker, my first season. Mm-hmm. Worked my way to field supervisor. Um, so, I was kind of in charge of the field guard staff. For a little while, so I kind of thought I'd be working in stadium operations, something like that. It's a really tough industry, and yeah. to get, you know, full-time positions, you got to move to Tulsa or <laughs> a city that I didn't particularly want to go to. Yeah. Hard to find a full-time job with the Rockies. Had finished school and needed something more full-time, you know, the Rockies was just seasonal, seven months a year. Yeah. So, I found a job at a daycare.
0: So, what's funny is about that, I thought I wanted to work for the Rockies, too. Mm-hmm. And so, this was back in, like, 2007. I, I bugged a guy there until I got uh, an interview. And finally, I, c- I come in, and they put me, like, in group sales. Okay. So, like, that's very low base plus, yeah. like, commission. And so, I did the math on their top salesman. and He was their top salesman by a lot. And he was making almost as much as I was in the job that I hated at the time. And I go, yeah. holy shit. Like, I can't, and so I'm like, this dream is over for me. Right. So, I a very similar kind of experience.
1: Yeah, it sounded great. You know, I love baseball, love sports, but oh, yeah. working there kind of took my fanhood away, to be honest <laughs> with you. It became a job, and it sucks when your passion becomes something that you don't really like doing anymore.
0: 100%, dude. And so, like, here's the other thing, too. You're working when everyone else is having fun, mm-hmm. and, like, that's hard, because you go to the game, and you're, you know, you're... Enjoying yourself and you're having a great time. There's a lot of people working, and you grow to, for me anyway, this isn't true of everyone, but I grew to kind of resent it. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, a little bit. The Rockies have perennial been a pretty bad team. Um, Largely, yes. While I was working there, you know, August, September games, was, it was tough to be there at times. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it, it's, it's a grind. Yes. Because you're just watching. You're watching them play out the string, and you know, like, there's never really a bad day at Coors Field as a fan, right? Even if the product isn't that great, it's still, like, you go, "Well, I'm here." Yeah, you know, not bad. <clears throat> okay, so you work your way up through this daycare. Mm-hmm. Um, at what point did you go?
1: I'm going to make the leap, and and I, this is going to be mine. So I had the idea pretty early on. Um, I kind of saw where the industry was headed, um, a lot of demand. Denver's a great location oh, yeah. for it, and I saw that pretty much right away. Um, So, the idea happened right after I started working there. So, I stayed there for about five or six years. We were bought out by a corporation, Hmm. um, and the care for the animals and the staff just gradually went downhill. Sure. Um, So, I decided to take that leap right before COVID. Um, In 2019, I left, found this spot, um, met the owner of the building, and... Everything seemed to fall into place, so I was like, "Okay, time is now." Well, I mean this this spot is incredible. What was this before? It was dog daycare. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they moved out. I think in 2017, I want to say. Okay. Um, so this building was sitting vacant for a couple of years, and um, I knew it was a dog daycare. I was familiar with the daycare, and uh, I didn't know they closed. Drove by one day and was like, "Huh, that'd
0: mm-hmm. be a pretty
1: good spot for another daycare."
0: So you have your background in sports management from mm-hmm. Metro. Mm-hmm. And now you are suddenly thrust into the entrepreneurial world. What was that transition like?
1: Tough. Um, What was the toughest part? Not knowing everything. (laughs) I guess that's the best way to say it. You know, when you're young in your early 20s, you kind of feel like you could do anything. You really do. Um, And then when I went full force, there was a lot of stuff that I came across that I had no idea about, Mm. um, to be quite frank. Like what? Um, zoning, oh Jesus, city zoning. and licensing. You know, I knew a little bit about it. Never had experience actually doing it, so that was a huge learning experience for sure.
0: That's always interesting to me too. Um, like, so the people who make the leap to be entrepreneurial mm-hmm. tend to have some of that in their background. Did you have anything like that? Prior? Not really. No,
1: a little bit. You know, as a kid selling cans of soda on the side of the road. Okay. Uh, uh, Never anything like this, no.
0: No, all right. You uh, you find the building, mm-hmm. you start the process, COVID hits. Uh, did you have to change much in here? Yes. Okay. So we
1: gutted the entire building. Jesus. Um. Yeah, we redid everything. It was great because I got to put my idea on paper. Yeah. Um, pretty much everything I designed with an architect. On um, the outside, I did with a landscaper. So I got to do my dream dog daycare. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. I didn't plan on doing that. When I first saw the facility, it felt like something we could... You know, paint the floors, paint the walls, and open up, but no, the facility needed a lot more work than I was aware of. Um, The roof is brand new, all the flooring, pretty much the only thing that stayed was the mortar and brick. (laughs) Wow. Um, Brand new windows, everything's brand new.
0: Okay. Uh, feel free not to answer this if you don't want to, Okay, <clears throat> but for something like that, that is a major kind of financial undertaking. Mm-hmm. Did you find backers? Did you get loans? How, like how, how did you finance something like
1: that? Yes. So I partnered up with the owner of the facility. Um, like, like
0: the, is that like your landlord? Yes. Okay. So
1: my landlord is also my business partner. Oh, cool. All right. Um, so they financed the whole thing. They gave me a loan, pretty hefty loan, but I'll bet. a lot of the facility repairs and stuff was just done by them. I think they're called landlord and tenant improvements. So uh, yeah. um all of the tenant improvements went onto my loan. Um everything else, the roof, um parking lot, that was all landlord improvements.
0: Okay. So <clears throat> my wife works in commercial real estate. Okay. And so she'll talk about TI all the time. Mm-hmm. So tenant improvement. Yep. Um yeah, that's that's part of the terms. It's kind of what you get. Mm-hmm. Um I've never heard just simply because I'm unfamiliar with this, I've never heard of that where you're partnered up. With your actual landlord, so I mean, in many ways, you guys are kind of married to each other,
1: yes, for sure. I actually feel like it's worked out really well good um I was a little bit reluctant, you know how's this relationship going to work? yeah, yeah, but it's been you know they're great people, <clears throat> and they have the same vision I do. It's worked out great
0: that's fantastic yeah. so okay, you got to design your dream dog daycare. Mm-hmm. How is that different from other dog daycares? what what sets you apart you
1: know when I had the idea to do this, we were looking at a lot of more industrial spaces. This is more of a retail space, so those industrial spaces are a little bit more uh, i don't want to say grimy, but <laughs> you know you feel they're, like, they're
0: industrial for a reason yes, though, right exactly exactly like, they're it,
1: more warehousey feeling touring. right
0: like retail is is much more sort of um customer Forward. Yeah. Right. And so industrial is more like back of the house kind of thing. You right. don't see as much. So, I mean, that intuitively kind of makes sense to me.
1: Yeah. And a lot of that is, you know, it's more op- open floor plans. Um, so you can smell, you can hear mm. everything that's going on in the back. With our layout, it separates the front from the back. The clients don't really have that smell when they walk in. Um, (laughs) That big dog smell? Yeah. So that was very important to me. It's just user-friendly. You know, the experience for our clients seems to be pretty great.
0: Okay. So to that point, I bring my dog here probably once or twice a week, I would Mm -hmm. say. I've never actually even seen back there. Describe for me, like, how the back is laid out.
1: Um, So we have this front hallway here when dogs first arrive um, that's where all the leashes, collars, and everything gets hung up. Um, we have a gate, and that opens it up to the play areas. Um, so we have a hallway that goes around two large play, area, play areas right here. Um, and then we have a third play area on the west side of the building. Like outside? Uh, no, indoor. Okay. And then. Is it all indoor? We have two outdoor spaces and three indoor spaces okay. for for dogs. So we have a big garage door that opens it up to the outdoor area, so we can rotate dogs in and out pretty easily. Um, and I can show you the spot, too, when, we're done, oh, cool. when yeah. we're done here. That'd be good. And then two outdoor play areas, so we were able to separate dogs when they're outside as well. Okay.
0: What What is the overall, like, square footage in here? The, I
1: think it's 6,000 square feet. 6,000? Mm-hmm. Around and, there.
0: Okay. And then how does that compare to other dog daycares? Is that big, small, medium? It's pretty big.
1: Um, the facility I came from, I think, was 8,000 square feet. Okay. Um, about half of that was utilized for boarding kennels. Oh, sure. Um, which we don't have here. So, right. I think as far as play space goes for the dogs, um, we're one of the bigger facilities.
0: Okay. So, you don't board, but you do, like, there is some, like, training elements, yeah. right? And then it, there's also grooming, isn't it? Yeah.
1: We have full-service grooming. Um, so, we started that right when we opened. Wow. Um, the demand for that has been pretty great. Um, she's booking out already, you know, a month or two in advance. So, a lot of people have doodles. All the doodles need groomed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that's been... Good for us. Man, what is that? Why is everyone getting doodles? I don't know. Um, It's weird. They're hyperallergenic. So if you are having allergies, there's that. Um, They're very great dogs. We have a lot of doodles here and never really have any problems with our doodles. But they're very popular in Denver and just in general. Yeah, I would
0: say between the doodle and my dog, Burner, those are like kind of the
1: mascots of Denver in a lot of ways. Yeah. But we're, we're the only Burner, aren't we? Or do you have one now? Here we have two. We okay. have Birdie and we have another guy named Hank. Okay. Comes. yeah
0: But I remember uh my wife was talking to one of your staff members and it's like this is our or maybe it was you, but like mm. Birdie's our only burner right she now. She was for a little while. That's wild.
1: Yeah. I, my previous daycare we had quite a few. I'm not sure if it's just the neighborhood or or what's <laughs> up, but I'd say about twenty five percent of our dogs are doodles. Some form of doodle. <laughs> burn a doodle, sheep a doodle, uh mini doodles all sorts of doodles good
0: lord uh labradoodle yes okay um so a doodle is a cross between a poodle and
1: a labrador okay
0: so okay so i'm just
1: there's labradoodles Uh, it's kind of gone off the deep end with the doodles (laughs) to be quite honest to to the point where i'm confused anymore with what are you you own a dog place (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um that's crazy so
0: when you're when you're running a place like this obviously i've I've been in here, a Birdie's a pretty big dog for mm-hmm. a burner, pretty small, but you know you've got big dogs, and I imagine you have small dogs too. Yeah. Do you separate them or do you keep them together or like how does that dynamic work?
1: So we separate by energy level
0: oh, as opposed okay. to
1: size um so the big dogs do have to coexist with the small dogs, obviously okay. we keep safety in mind. we're not going to put you know a two hundred mass two hundred pound mastiff with <laughs> A little Yorkie or anything like that. A little
0: shivering Chihuahua. No. <laughs>
1: um, a lot of our smaller dogs do end up either in the puppy playgroup or in the low energy playgroup. So yeah. they're with the big dogs that just want to lay around or the small puppies.
0: Is it divided low energy and high energy?
1: Low, medium, and high.
0: Low, medium, and high. Where's Birdie? High. hi oh, Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Birdie goes into high energy right away.
0: That's so She funny. does
1: good with puppies too. Um, a lot of our dogs, you know, it's not assigned to where you're in this playgroup. Moving forward, we can rotate them. Um, it's all okay. based off of what dogs are here, how many are here. Sure. Um, so it could be a high-energy day where we have high-energy en- high dogs and low-energy. It just kind of depends day-to-day.
0: Okay. <clears throat> what has been the most surprising thing about running this business, about starting this business? Something you didn't see coming that, that has surprised the you? The
1: overwhelming amount of support from this community. Really? Yes. That's delightful. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of gives me chills to be honest with <laughs> really? you. Just cool. yeah, the feedback we've gotten from clients and just like I said, the support. You know, people come and trusted us with their dog multiple days a week. Um, everybody is just so friendly and always giving us positive feedback. Even the negative feedback we've received has been constructive. But yeah, this neighborhood is fantastic.
0: That's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. the The vote of confidence you get for that because people are batty about mm-hmm. their dogs, right? So I could see where that overwhelming kind of uh, where where that feeling would be overwhelming to you because, yeah, yeah, you show up, but I will say when you, the first time you show up with your dog, you fill out this questionnaire and then you get, like, a profile back. So, like, Birdie's profile was she's like a chaser, Mm -hmm. you know? So, like, did you come up with that kind of profile or is that borrowed from somewhere else?
1: So, I actually originally did that, had created that at the previous daycare that we did. We had something similar Um, Before I got there, that was more like a postcard from your dog, um, (laughs) kind of a story that we would tell about their dog's day. um, Where I wanted more honest feedback about how your dog actually does at daycare. So we call them report cards. um, So it's pretty much what the client fills out when they first arrive, but we do it from our perspective and kind of compare. Um, Because dogs are different here than they are at home.
0: Oh, that's a good point. So it kind of
1: shows the parent, like, this is how your dog did at daycare today. We have a lot of clients that they'll circle 10 on the energy level for that questionnaire. (laughs) We take them back there, and they're one or two. Um, They just want to hang out in the corner and vice versa. You know, a lot of dogs really open up in playgroup, whereas at home they're more reserved and kind of Yeah, they just chill, right? Yeah, exactly. So Hmm. it's a total different dynamic, and it's, I think, eye-opening for our clients (laughs) to kind of see those differences between how they are here and at home.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's almost like, in a, in a weird way, that's like a parent-teacher conference, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. like, I have no idea what my kids are like at school. I mean, right. they tell me, but they only give me so much. Right. Right? So, yeah, that's that's an interesting way of framing it. Do other places do that? Do you know?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Maybe not as thorough as we do, but um, I've seen facilities do something similar to where they send a report card. Um, the software that we use... Has like a defaulted report card, so I'm sure other nice. other facilities utilize it. So
0: yeah, that makes sense. I have a friend who does uh, cybersecurity for veterinary firms. Okay, and so he has to write specialized software because you know you've got a lot of data on people when yes. they when they take their dog to the vet. Right, and so he has to be really cognizant of how he designs these systems because there's also sort of. Not not for vets, but he's done this for dental offices, too, mm-hmm. where there's, like, HIPAA requirements, too. Yeah. Is that something that you all have to worry about? Like, because you've got a large database of clients here, yeah. um, is that something that...
1: Yeah, we have a very secure operating system. Um, it's actually what I used previous at a previous spot. I've used quite a few operating systems. Ours, I would say, is the best that I've come across, for sure. Nice. But it's totally secure. Um, it's actually Boulder-based. So I like to use local companies as much as I can.
0: Hell, yeah. I mean, you've got treats like up here on the front counter, mm. and that's local, right?
1: Yep. That's a company called Winnie Lou out They're locally based. All their products are Colorado sourced. So, um, yeah, we're all about supporting the community. You know, I'm from Denver, so it's important to me that we... It's called Doghouse Denver, um, so I want to support as many local businesses as we can.
0: Well, I mean, it, you absolutely should because... It's not like this is a business that you can, like, it, it's a business that cannot be remote. Right. No. Like, it, you can't outsource your dog daycare. No. <laughs> like, it's got to be local. Exactly. Exactly. So, one of the funny things is, because of this place, my wife actually signed up for TikTok. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, you know, because you will do, like, profiles of the dogs and, mm-hmm. like, what they're doing back there and just take videos of them and stuff. Yep. And I'm sorry for, for not being familiar with this, but how much of an online presence do you have and how much has that helped
1: you? More on Instagram. Um, we post on Instagram pretty much every day. You know, the facility is definitely Instagram worthy. I feel like it's oh, yeah. a beautiful spot. So we get a lot of good pictures, um, and it's, I think we have over a thousand followers. We get quite a bit of engagement on our videos that we post. It's dogs, everybody it's loves dog dogs. content, man. Yeah, exactly. So it's easy to get people <laughs> to follow and like us. Um, we do a little bit of marketing on Instagram and Facebook, okay. not a ton, but um, it more so drives people to our page, yeah. um, so they can know that we're here.
0: Yeah, that makes perfect sense to me. It sounds—I mean, it sounds like you already have more demand than you can really accommodate, mm-hmm. given that you are only what now—seven months
1: into this. Yep, seven months. Seven months. You're already killing it. Do you have a vision for the future for this? Yeah. Definitely. You know, I think we have the capability to do about ninety to hundred dogs. Okay. Um, it's hard to say because I don't know what that'll look like until we get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, as far as noise level and just space sure. for the dogs to play, but I'm pretty. I, th- I think we'll do multiple locations. Um, it's just about finding the right spot and the right people to help me build it out. You're building an empire. Potentially. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I wouldn't call you, it an empire. Uh, um, well, I mean, in
0: your own little niche. Yes. But when, when you start talking about multiple locations, that's more than just, you, you become more than just, uh, you know, a single kind of business owner. Mm-hmm. When, when you have multiple locations, it's like, that's a lot more to think about. It's a higher level of complexity. Absolutely. And so, mm-hmm. did you ever envision? doing this like in your wildest dreams when you started
1: this did you have that in your sights or no yes i did, did. you did i did um that's awesome it was never planned to do just one um, <coughs> obviously let's start with one let's get a proof of concept here yeah. but no the vision has always been you know multiple locations multiple Uh, services offered you know we don't do boarding at this facility it'd be nice to be able to offer that in Mm. the future maybe a one-off grooming salon we'll just kind of (laughs) see um but yeah the dream is definitely bigger than just one location
0: god that's awesome do you uh and i know this is early but do you have
1: any kind of timeline on that not really um seeing how long the build out for this spot took yeah you know if we were to open another facility it's years out so yeah. I'm always looking at potential facilities, potential locations.
0: I mean, I so everyone loves dogs and loves hanging out with dogs. Does it ever burn you out? Like coming in here, like, are you ever like, my God, I can't deal with any more barking or...
1: 100% honesty, yes. Sure. Um, we all get there with any job. Oh, yeah. Dogs can be tough. Um, <laughs> we speak a different language with, than them. So it's hard to kind of communicate to them that they're stressing us out. Um, <laughs> right. But... You know, with the team that I've built, it's easy to kind of step back at times when I get to that point and let them kind of run the show, take a breather, and come back and everything's good.
0: Yeah, well, so I teach boot camp for new dads. Okay. And that is a program where rookie dads, these these guys are expecting their first baby coming up. And uh, sometimes the baby's already been born. Mm -hmm. But, like, usually it's somewhere between a month and call it six months. And then we have veteran dads. And veteran dads come back and they, they give them the download. Like, here's what to expect. Here's, you know, this was really helpful for me. Here's something you should know. Here's something I wish someone taught me. That's awesome. And we tell them, like, this is a time unlike any other in your life, but it's okay not to love every single minute of it. Right. Because some of it sucks. Yeah. Like, it, it's hard. And, you right. know, I imagine, like, you're running a business. Cool part is you get to see all these really fun and awesome dogs. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, you know, you got to write payroll, right? Yeah. Or you have employees call out and you go, okay, how am I going to cover this, right? So,
1: I mean, so I totally get it. It's stressful. Um, It's what I signed up for. I knew what I was getting into. Luckily, I had the experience I did. So, I knew what challenges we would come across, um, know how to deal with it. And it's part of why I wanted to do it. I like solving problems. So, whenever we have those moments where it gets a little bit stressful um, and we're able to get through it, I feel like I accomplished something. It feels very good. Good.
0: And I mean, I imagine most of the people that you see come through here are smiling and happy, right?
1: For the most part. Um, a lot of them are on their way to work, so not always <laughs> super happy maybe about that. Maybe not in the morning, maybe more, in the afternoon. Yeah, though. more so picking up. We get the smiling, <laughs> jokey clients. Um, but no, everybody's typically in a good mood. Dogs are helpful when it comes to that.
0: Okay, we're going to do sort of a, a bit of a lightning round here. Okay. Um, give me something weird that has happened with the dogs if you can.
1: Oh, how vulgar do you want me to get? (laughs) I have something that happened pretty recently um, with a dog, a puppy who had recently been neutered Uh, um, was getting a little bit too excited and his erection would not go back. (laughs) Red Um, rocket? Yes. For about 20 to 30 minutes, we were trying to Get his penis back into his little sheath. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, that was fun just a couple of days ago. That's, you know, recency <laughs> bias, but that's probably one of the more weird things we've come across. Sure. That's not something I had experienced previously, and it's happened two or three times already here. Wow. Yeah. A lot of puppies. Um, sure. So <laughs> that was fun. So, yeah, just sit on the couch, drink some water, and call <laughs> your doctor, right? <laughs> um, so there's a, I I'm kidding, immediately but... Googled how to do it. <laughs> and just like cold water helps, uh, we just kept an eye on it. Called the owner, obviously, let her know what was going on. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a fun conversation to have with mom.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, hi, sorry to interrupt your
1: work day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't what? know how to say this, but your dog's <laughs> erection will go back inside. <laughs> We're trying to get it to go back in any way we can.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, problem solving at its finest. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, favorite pop culture dogs. If you have them, the beast I'm wearing oh, the shirt right now. You are. Yeah. Yeah, From the sandline. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You'll see that in the companion blog piece. That is a good, <laughs> good choice. I, mm-hmm. And I don't know why I didn't put that together right away, <laughs> but that's a good one.
1: Scooby-Doo. He's a close second for sure.
0: Yeah. Scooby-Doo kind of sets a template for how you picture a dog talking, <laughs> right? Because yeah. Bertie will look at me sometimes like I'll do something. She'll just look up and my brain will make the noise, like, brr. Yep. Right? We have a dog here who looks exactly like Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Fantastic. What is what is that dog's name? His name's Finn. Finn? Yeah. Oh, man, we had a cat named Finn. Okay. Um, Do you look like Scooby-Doo? Uh, <laughs> that would be a weird look for a cat,
1: wouldn't it? <laughs> who does these paintings on the walls? I could not tell you. Okay. Um, so we actually had, she was an interior designer, decorator. Uh-huh. And she picked those out for me, so I have no idea where they're from or who did them. That's fantastic. (laughs) I know how much they cost, and that's it.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I'll tell you what. You have some more deep cleaning to do today. Birdie will be back very soon. This is the time on the show when we do plugs. Where can people find you? Where can they find Doghouse? Anything you want to plug, the floor is yours.
1: Our website is the best place to start. It's www.doghousecolorado.com. Um, we're located off Colfax. Like we said, it's 5010 East Colfax in Denver. Good phone number to reach us at is 303-320-5664. We can be found on Instagram at doghousecolorado. And on Facebook at Doghouse Denver. Okay.
0: So that will be in the companion blog piece on johnofalltrades.us. Also in the show notes. So if you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, wherever you get your pods, you will find it there. Bruce, this is a great business. My dog loves coming here. Literally, she pulls as hard as she will ever pull for anything that we're doing to get back there and get with those other dogs. So congrats on creating a great business. Thank you. And I wish you continued success. Appreciate it. Thanks, John. And that'll do it for episode 338 of the John of All Trades podcast with Bruce Lambert, the founder and owner of Doghouse Denver. What a cool guy. What a great business. And what a fun chat. Be sure to check them out. I gave you all the links. Those are in the show notes. If you are listening on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your pods, please take a minute, leave us a rating, leave us a review, hit that subscribe button. Brand new episodes will come directly to you. That is every other Wednesday now. The previews will go up on Monday. That's Facebook only, but the social handles are the same across platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, and Instagram. That is all J-O-A-T pod. The John of All Trades podcast is a production of Deft Communications. Check out Deft on the web, D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. My podcast empire is growing. I have two shows of my own. I produce six for clients, and I'm about to produce a seven. So if you have the need for podcasting, Hit me up, happy to consult, happy to showrun, do whatever you need. D-E-F-T-C-O-M.us. Sponsor is four degrees. So number four, D E-G-R-E.es. Anything you're doing online, four degrees can help you do it better. Building a website, email campaign, social media marketing, online advertising, you will get your message. The people who need to see it most. Number four, D E-G-R-E. Out of here for this week, I will see you in a couple weeks on John of All Trades sure to check out Happy Friday, Happy Friday Den on the socials every single Friday. We're bringing you the good vibes in Denver. We love it. We're thrilled to do it wherever you are. I hope you're taking care of yourselves. I hope you're happy and fulfilled. And until I hear you again, say good night, Gracie.
1: That's good, Johnny.